Words and language are what connect us, provided we all speak the same language and can agree on the definition of the words we use. Shalom, my name is Grant Luton, and I'm excited to introduce to you today a new series called Pardon My Jargon, Correcting Religious Lingo. It is true that words and language connect us, but I've also discovered that words and language can very much disconnect us and build walls between us and others. My experience growing up in the church community <clears throat> excuse me, has been that we tend to develop a code of speech, of terminology, of verbiage, and of lingo that other initiates into our denomination and our faith community understand, but those outside do not understand at all. In fact, they may have other definitions for the words that we use. And as much as we may want to communicate the light and the faith that we have in God to people who don't know Him, the words we use can actually be a great hindrance and blockage to others. So in this teaching series, I hope to accomplish several things. Number one, I hope that we can bring our English terminology more in line with the ideas that are expressed in the Hebrew and Greek original of the scriptures. And I want to share with you something that was an astounding discovery to me, and that is this. I have not discovered a single word in Hebrew or Greek, in the scriptures that is, that is religious in nature. Let me say that again. I've not discovered one single religious word in the original Hebrew and Greek of the scriptures. Now, there may be one or two there, I just have not found them yet. What I find is that the language that is used in the original languages of the scriptures is all common street vernacular that was understood by anyone and everyone at the time. And how far we've come. Because now we use terminology that only the initiated can understand. And so one of my goals is to correct that, to help us correct that so we can communicate clearly and precisely the things the Word has to say in language that everyone can understand. Also, I have found that among many believers, there's a great misunderstanding as to what many of these terms are that we use so frequently. Somehow we think that if we use a term over and over and over, we must understand it. But that, unfortunately, is not the case. Here are some of the terms that I look forward to going over. Words that we probably use all the time in our communities. The word church, and that would be the first teaching we do. It's difficult to believe that so many people who attend church, consider them part of the church, who read about the church and talk about the church or are active in the church, don't really know what the church is. What you may be astounded to discover is that the word that we translate church is used more often in the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, than it is in the New Testament Scriptures. So I hope you look forward to this teaching on the word church. Other terms we use frequently are redemption, sanctification, justification, salvation, and you'd think that all of us would understand what salvation is. But the Word has much more to say about salvation than what we may hear in a Sunday sermon or in our Messianic synagogue. 
also kingdom of heaven, atonement, baptism, holiness. Let's take that word holy for a moment or sanctification. The word holy is not a religious word in the scriptures. In Greek, it's agios, and in Hebrew, it's kadosh. And both words were street vernacular. And all the word means is set apart. If you have your everyday supper dishes that you use at home to eat off of, then those are not holy dishes. They're not set apart dishes. But if you have one platter that is a family heirloom, it's maybe hundreds of years old and has history behind it, you don't use that for everyday use. You may set that apart and put it in a china cabinet or on a shelf, put it on display. That is set apart. But likewise, things in Scripture can be set apart for wicked purposes and unclean purposes, as well as for good and righteous purposes. Again, the word kadosh in Hebrew, agios in Greek, is a street vernacular word that means nothing more and nothing less than set apart for a specific purpose. And then eternal life. We tend to think that's just life that has no end to it. It's an ongoing existence. But the words that are used in Greek and Hebrew are much deeper, more uh, full of rich insights and multidimensional. I'm really excited to get into the, the phrase that we translate eternal life. It will open up your mind to a new appreciation for what Messiah has accomplished for us. And of course, the terms New Testament and Old Testament. I wish these two terms had never been invented. At least, I wish they had never been put in the front of Genesis and in the front of Matthew. They don't belong there. And it's incorrect to think of the Hebrew Scriptures as the Old Testament and the Greek Scriptures as the New Testament. But we'll get into that more later as well. The terms sin and transgression. And I'm sure you can probably think of some others. And if you do, please click on the link below and email me and ask that we address these other terms that you may have questions about. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to our conversations as we get into this very important matter of correcting the religious lingo that instead of communicating God's word to others can actually be a barrier to that communication. Shalom, and I'll see you next time. Enough said.